Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Dan. Good to be here. Chris, good having you. Uh, Want to rewind the clock a little bit to the beginning part of this week and, and touch on um, Janet Yellen's comments. Uh, she mentioned something along the lines of that we may need to raise rates to help protect the economy from overheating, um, and immediately we saw a pullback in growth. Uh, question for you: do, you: do you think that's the right narrative and, and the right direction? Yeah, there's. I think there's two different things going on. One, the growth elements or the momentum elements of the market were already pulling back before she made her comment. I think that was just news trying to tie something to the price action that was in the market. Um, you know, we had a lot of gamma expiration last Friday that started the sell-off, and then it continued the same day that, that Yellen made that comment. So they just associated that comment to the market action. That said... I think what Yellen is doing is really, uh, and this is something to eye for in the back half of this year, uh, need to, they need to create a bid for the dollar. Uh, there's gonna, we're going to continue to have large deficits. The counter uh, veiling move higher in the dollar has clearly failed. It looks like the dollar's trying to consolidate along with other sectors in the market. And so they're going to need to engineer a bid for the dollar. And so they can you know, we've had Kaplan out there commenting this week that they need to acknowledge the impact they're having on the housing market, which is very real. Um, and so they, they do need to create that bid. So talk around higher rates, maybe even trying to accelerate some taper discussion. Um, more importantly, you know, making real changes in the market that would trigger a sell-off in the highly speculative areas that would help engineer a bid for dollars. Um, I think any and all of that's possible this year. One, one other question and a topic that, that we've been discussing a lot um, is inflationary, inflationary fears, and you know, looking at, at the, the amount of stimulus that we've printed, um, and, and really with very little outlet valve, you know, it's not a surprise that we've seen you know, liquidity flow into things like meme stocks and tech stocks and, mm -hmm. and cryptocurrency, risk assets. Um, we've seen the, the, the prices of raw materials that have soared, right? We've seen steel and copper and lumber. We've seen food inflation. Um, so, you know, you know, how real is this? And then, yeah. you know, how, how do you play kind of this, this excess liquidity with a lack of economic activity? Yeah, uh, there's, there's two different factors at work there. Um, as, you, as you correctly pointed out, when you print money, eventually, if you, if you increase the money supply, it's going to end up in generalized price inflation. And that doesn't mean, you know, a supply and demand imbalance because people are leaving Manhattan and they're buying houses in Westchester, so houses in Westchester get bid up. Uh, that's not inflation. That's just a shift in flow of money and the supply and demand imbalance in that flow creates that price action. When I say inflation, I mean generalized prices move higher across the entire economy. Um, and that always happens when you expand the money supply all throughout history, and it'll happen again this time as well. But it can be years, decades longer before that starts to happen. As it relates to what we're seeing now, the inflation we're seeing in what I'd call raw material goods is very consistent with other pandemics. Other pandemics were always followed by a spike in cost because it's, it's the disruptions around the supply chains. So whether it's the, the uh, steep price action we've seen in lumber and in steel, all of that's supply-related and demand-related. Um, so th those elements will be transitory. 
At the same time, when you, we have some very non-transitory elements that are going on. Uh, I think we're seeing generalized wage inflation. I think it's twofold. There's no question that, you know, the enhanced unemployment benefits have given labor a little more strength in bidding uh, as far as wages relate to jobs. And, you know, we're seeing both in the public market and in the private sector, we're seeing wages move higher because of that. That's not transitory. That, that's real. That's here. That has as much to do about demographics, has as much to do about, uh, you know, where people are now spending money, just shifts in spending. So I think that's very real. I think that the, the most interesting setup for the market and what you have to think about, and this is why I believe there's, there's, we're quickly getting to the point to where there's no benign outcomes for monetary and fiscal policy, is we've replaced all the GDP we lost in 2020 from 2019. So the gap down in GDP, we've recovered all of it, and yet we did it with 8.5 million fewer people. So, you know, there's a couple of issues there. You put the 8.5 million people to work. Is that going to be inflationary? Or did we do it by pulling demand forward such that you're going to have a big deflationary impulse in the next year unless we do, um, in fact, change our policies? Yeah. And you mentioned putting people back to work. Um, I think that's probably a great time to bring up the April jobs. A huge disappointment today. Mm-hmm. Um, market was, was way off in the expectations. Yet, yeah, here we are, and we're going to close here on Friday at, at new all-time highs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, can you square this one for me? Yeah, there, there's, again, as always, there's always two parts to this. One, uh, money still has to go to work. It's not going in, into inflationary conditions yet to steal it away from capital markets. I think that, that does happen eventually. Um, so it, it's going back into the market. The other thing is, I mean, there's just no doubt as to what the driver was for the April's jobs number. As I said, there's a there's a wide bid ask spread for labor and jobs. I think, and I've probably talked to close to, you know, at least a dozen, if not 18, private companies, small to where they service a local community, to where they're interstate, and you know, service the entire southeast and southwest over the last three or four weeks, and all of them have said the same thing: I couldn't fill positions that I had, uh, but as soon as I raised wages, I did. And so, you know, $18 labor became $21 and $22 labor. Um, you know, c- construction managers that were seventy-five dollars to 90000 you know, three or four years ago are now one ten to one twenty-five, dollars um, And that's just real labor inflation. And it's a product of labor participation rate is down because a lot of people took the opportunity in COVID to rethink whether they wanted to work and accelerated retirements. And some people chose to adjust their lifestyles and work differently. And so we have a shortage of labor. Um, and so I think all we did was anytime you have a volatile repricing, you have a pause in activity. And what we've had is a repricing of labor. So we had a pause in activity. I suspect we're going to see much better jobs data out of uh, the data in, in May and even better data in June. Um, it's just really clear that the leading indicators are showing job activities picking up. We do know that there's a coming industrial slowdown, so we may start to see weakness out of those areas, but that's not, that's not in the cards just yet. Well, good, Chris. Well, this will be a good place to stop for this week, so thank you for coming on, and, and certainly enjoyed uh, hearing your thoughts on what we took place over the last few days, and we will uh, catch you here very soon. So Sounds good, again. Dan. Perfect. You bet.
The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.